0: Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports
1: with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson.
0: Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils. Alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We got another game coming up this week for Arizona State football team. They're taking on the Oregon State Beavers. Seven and three Oregon State Beavers, Jesse. Woo. Ranked Oregon State Beavers. I'm so excited. They made it to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl last year, Jesse. Ah, uh, I wanted the ASU to get to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. <laughs> then we could have had Jimmy Kimmel. It would have been a whole thing. We could have had Jimmy Kimmel on. We've been we're... able to have Jill Kimmel. That's a sister. She does comedy in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get that. But you know what we did get? Some breaking news happened today and unexpected news Eno Benjamin was released by the Arizona Cardinals and Jake I want to get your initial reaction to uh, to this as uh, Eno Benjamin no longer a part of the Arizona Cardinals organization
2: so obviously everyone's initial shock was wow and why and then you look at the Cardinals originally came out of training camp with five running backs one of which was Eno and you look at who's actually played, who's rushed for the most yards, like who's been... Uh, granted, it's because of injuries. But Eno has proven that he could at least start for the Cardinals and if not be the number two back, change of pace back. So it makes no sense as to why he got released. Although I did see Blake Murphy tweet that he had about a $1.4 million that he would make if he was on the roster in 23. Maybe the Cardinals are just trying to not spend over 10 because they already had to pay James Conner $10 million. Um... But in terms of why Eno was released, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but I would love, love to see the Bucks pick him up. There was a potential <laughs> injury to Lenny yesterday. And you could have a potential. You could have an Eno, Benjamin, Rashad White backfield for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I would love nothing more than to, than to
0: see that.
1: Yeah, my initial reaction Again, is
0: they never played together. But it would be nice... Until now. It would be nice for them to get to play together.
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) My initial reaction to this is weird. Um, Less than a month ago, on Thursday Night Football, Eno Benjamin had a fantastic game. He looked like he might be taking over the starting role from James Conner. And so I just think it's it's weird to see him released by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm sure we'll find out more as to why. I don't want to speculate. But, you know, as of now... I know Eno Benjamin, and this, we're recording this on Monday. If more comes out later in the week, uh, I, as of now, I have had nothing but uh, great interactions with Eno Benjamin, and he, I've, you know, he seemed like a, a good guy. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him go to Tampa. That'd be cool.
0: Hopefully, we know more Wednesday when the next uh, episode of Hard Knocks in season comes out, and we'll be able to. Understand as to why this move was made, but I feel like
1: it'll be on the next episode, though, because no, they go,
0: they, they kind of stop it at the the most
1: recent game. So this probably be on next week's episode if they, if he gets cut.
2: Nah, will find out.
1: Jake, you want to do the whole song or is,
2: is I I, I do love the Hard knock
0: song. <laughs> do you like leave Schreiber like narrating it and everything? I like uh, Wolf was like the second voice on the show. Yeah, on the entire episode. How about that? Our friend Ron Wolfley. Very exciting. Um so that's enough t- Cardinals talk because you can we can leave that to our friends over at Cardinals Corner. You can listen to Eric Ruby and Tyler Drake Oops. every week, twice a week as they go over Drake. what happens within uh the Arizona Cardinals organization. But now let's get back to the task at hand and Arizona State. Uh they're taking on Oregon State this week, obviously 7 and 3, but we want to talk a little bit about who could possibly be the next head coach at Arizona State? We've heard some rumors, some rumblings. Sean Aguano is still in the race, obviously, because he's the interim coach at the point. Donnie Henderson talked about that a little bit today. This is Monday. He talked about how he would love to see Sean Aguano be the full-time head coach or take over as the full-time head coach for Arizona State.
3: Well, he's already demonstrated that right. with us now. I mean it. <laughs> I like Sean's approach really. Um, it's a discipline that really you understand it before you can get it because he'll tell you in a minute if you're late okay there's no excuses there's consequences and once you lay that on the line right early you, you don't have a problem it's when you have to vacillate back and forth trying to figure out how you draw the line but the line's already been drawn with these kids they know right now and if, if you miss something you're up at 530 in the morning and that's it you, that, that's your consequence and you don't have to beat the dead horse, so to speak. You just lay out the consequences and you move on. That's discipline. I mean, it's it's like I told my son, and I'll tell you guys here. When I was brought up, there was only one rule in my house. Okay? And I grew up with seven kids. I was the oldest of seven. And my dad only had one rule. You know what it was? The do right rule. If you had to think about it, it's wrong. Drop the mic. I'm gone.
2: He actually did drop a mic. He got uh, picked up one of the microphones that... We pass around his media, and then he dropped it and left.
1: <laughs> oh, hopefully it's okay.
2: No, it was. We checked it out. It was all good. Okay,
0: I it love fin- Donnie. It was Man. a phenomenal press conference. Yeah, that was that was a very uh, football guy. Well, that's quote. what I was gonna say because everything that you hear about Sean Aguano is you hear football, right? Yeah. Like, like every every time someone talks about Sean Aguano, you, you hear about the if someone's late to practice, you say don't come back, get out of here. But like, what that's, that's football. what about
1: Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham? Yeah, that's been the rumors. As Arizona
0: guy.
2: Here, I wanted to read uh, a little bit more of what Donnie said. Um, yes, was, please. When the question was asked to him, it was basically, "What is the perfect candidate?" Since you, since this is sec- Donnie's second ten year um, at Arizona State, a second time around, what makes a good Arizona State head football coach? And he said, "Well, you got one." You got the guy running it right now. You got a local guy that knows the people in the valley and knows all the high school coaches in this valley and wants the job. Um, And you know, I'm speaking as him. Maybe I'm speaking for him. But you got the perfect candidate. I mean, Sean has done a great job taking over this program and leading
0: it in the direction we're in. End quote. So you're speaking for Donnie, who's speaking for Sean. I'm
2: not speaking for Donnie. I'm speaking as Donnie. Who's
0: speaking for Sean? For Sean, maybe. Okay. Um, I would like Jesse, to here's, say,
1: here, hold on, yeah. I would like to say that they're two and four since
0: Sean Iguano took over. I mean, that's so, exactly what Herm was, was, not, or was he two and three? He was three? one and, one and two. two. Yeah.
2: Never under 500 in terms of a season, other than this one, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah so, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess... I mean, he's he's got it on he's got it on a better direction than Hearn did, but I think they could elevate it even Herne. further. But but I still think they should keep Iguano around for the Arizona recruiting.
0: Yes. And I that's something that I wanted to talk to you about real quick, Jesse, because we talked about this um a little bit off air, how yeah, Arizona recruiting, that'd be great to, you know, continue to or get this stronghold. And and be the the school that gets all of the five star Arizona kids, but you know if you fall behind in Florida, California, Georgia, places Ohio, places like that, you're not going to be able to compete at the highest level because those are the strongholds that you really need to get, yeah, to a- compete at that high level. So
1: Arizona has good high school football players. Yes, they, they've they've had a lot of good high school football players go on to Division one schools uh, and the NFL. Um, however. Still Texas, Florida, California, Georgia, Ohio, uh, Ohio, uh, Newport News, Virginia, um, just places like that are still really, I mean, I would probably put Arizona in the mix with like a Georgia or a Newport News, Virginia, Pennsylvania as well, but like Florida, Texas, uh, California, those are the recruiting strongholds. That's where you need there, to there's get a lot of
2: people that live there.
1: That's will, a fine, by the way. I will on your it's over on your side, Jesse. Yeah, I, I know. I apologize. That, yeah. That's that's a fine second fine that Go we probably will never see. You, yeah, I, I I have a ten. I'm not gonna give you if you have a change for a ten. Anyway, anyway though.
0: Arizona, turn it off, Jesse. I don't know how to. All right, get, do it on the air, Jesse. While while we're doing this, it's, bring the audience through. Mute what you're those notifications. To. I don't even know where they're coming from. It's from Teams. Yeah, you can blame Mitch for all this. I don't even have Olson Teams
2: right open. Now, talking in our Arizona sports chat about the current Suns injury situation. Well, anyway, anyway, I want to get
1: back. Continue to my point. and I'll
0: and I'll go turn it off while you while I, you continue.
1: Uh, you try to find the Teams app on my on my screen here. But anyway. um, Arizona needs to be, like, the fourth consideration for where you you recruit players. Because, like, yeah, Arizona kids are good, but, like, why would you want them over
2: California, Texas, Well, how Florida? many five-star recruits exist? Like, 20. Exactly. So <laughs> what's after that? Four-star. Okay. But that's my point, is, like, you may not be able to get All the five stars. The best schools will get the five stars, right? Because they have... Auburn just opened up a $90 million facility. Okay. No offense to Arizona State. They don't have that kind of money. They don't have that kind of money going into the programs.
0: They could. It's the biggest school in North America. Yeah, okay. Yes, but but they don't. But what I'm saying is... But they should. But they don't. And they could. They could, yeah. If they get the right person to take over the job. Yeah, or, exactly. Or, or what
2: we're talking about right now is the talent. Or if, Sha-
0: if Sean Aguano is able to be that kind of
2: the, as well. the ta- no, no, but the. ASU funding into the football program has nothing to do with the talent that's produced at the high school level in the state.
0: Oh, yeah, right. But I'm saying I'm saying they need to get a guy who's not only going to recruit the Arizona guys, is also going to go to California and go to Texas and go to Florida and all just those recruiting
1: places. Arizona kids is not going to uh, it's going help them. It's, it's
0: going to help. Yeah, it's just not. It's not going to hurt. But like
1: I, I also kind of push back on the theory that like ASU's never really gotten Arizona kids. They got Nikhil Harry, who's like the best player of the Chase last ten Lucas. years. Chase Lucas. Uh there's multiple players on there Kyle Soley's an Arizona kid. Borgay Borgay, Arizona kid. Like all these ki- all these players are Arizona kids and they're still average to below average. Which brings but up my all- point. They're Florida, not- Texas, California. If but they got the players from there, they'd be there's only- much better in my opinion.
2: Okay, they did that though. We just saw they they just did it.
1: That. W- but it kinda got it kinda got uh, uh taken off the tracks because yeah. you know Pierce had to go. But he was, And he was the guy on that train.
2: But my point is, when it comes to the five-star kids just in Arizona, you don't have to get them because most likely you're not going to. That's Ohio State. That's Alabama. That's those schools that have the means to do whatever it is to get the best football players every single year.
1: And ASU has those means, and they don't do it.
2: But it's the biggest
0: university in how, North America. Like, how
1: is this so hard to, to put money into your athletic department and your football program and support NIL? And it's just it's just could be so easy. Why can't the school be into everything? I think, not just okay, not just academics, that, not just like everything should be top notch at Arizona State. It is the biggest university in North America. Okay. everything should be good while well,
2: you live in the fantasy world I'm gonna live <laughs> in the real world over here no I'm living in I, I, I'm you're telling me what can happen I'm telling you what is happening yeah well i I strive for what
1: can happen
2: all right well I'll deal with what is happening see this is this is where we just disagree and what is happening is you can still get the four stars in Arizona yeah because if you can because like we just said there are only a handful of five stars and you're not gonna get a lot of them especially not now. Why, why, why the hell would you go to ASU right now? They don't even know who their head coach is going to be next year. Fast forward a year from now. Whatever is coming from this NCAA investigation, let's say it's happened. You know what the result is and you're going forward. If you can build with four-star recruits from your own state, which should be the theoretically the easiest guys to convince to stay home and play in your own backyard in front of your fans, in front of your friends... You then can start building and getting the occasional five-star guy, and you have a full team. Not just a couple of guys who are big. Your team ends up not being that great, and then they go to the portal anyway.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you where ASU has been very good in terms of recruiting over the past 10 years. It's been in the transfer portal. Because they got guys like Brandon Ayuk, they got guys like. He was a JUCO recruit, right? This is this is transfer. They've been good at that too. Yeah. JUCO. Yeah, they, guys. Yeah, they've been really good at Rashad JUCO. Rashad White was a JUCO. Very guy. good at Juco. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, uh, you talk about Jalen Strong. Also, a transfer came into ASU uh, through through that route. Um, you got X Valaday, who's been outstanding this year, who came in. So they've been good through that. So if they could continue to grow through there. And hit on on those JUCO guys or those transfer guys or whatever it may be, and they start to get some of the four star Arizona guys. I, I think it'd be good, but like Jesse, to Jesse's point, you also gotta you, you gotta try and get the four star guys at in those other states as also, well. Also, another area that I and I guess Ohio is technically the Midwest. I guess like
1: half of it's the Midwest, half of it's the Northeast. Yeah. But uh, and like Cincinnati is basically the South. Uh, <laughs> So it's almost in Kentucky. But um, I think that you got to go after these like Midwestern offensive linemen because I think football. Dude,
2: we got some big boys
1: in Arizona. That's. Yeah, but I'm talking about these guys that go to Iowa and they go to Wisconsin and are really good offensive
0: linemen. And, you know, they go to Purdue. ASU has been pretty good at developing offensive linemen, though. Uh, like, I mean, LD, but Jeremy. We had two to go to the NFL last year. Yeah.
1: This is this is with all due respect to Emmett Boley. Dude's from Northern State. He's a northern okay, state. Okay, but that was transfer. a
2: transfer just from this year. Yeah, I'm just
1: saying I'm just saying that the wins start at the line of scrimmage. So they need to go up to the Midwest. What about Kellen Deesh and Donovan West? And they you know, they're they're pretty good. Uh NFL. But I'm talking about like these like top-notch O-lineman from the Midwest. How is it... like? Bring a kid to his recruiting trip in November or December and see what he says about here compared to Iowa or Northwestern or Illinois or Wisconsin. Probably going to like here a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. So winning starts at the line of scrimmage. Yes. And... That's where they need to start with recruiting. They need to build an offensive and defensive line because we've seen time and time again they can't they can't protect the quarterback and they can't stop the run. That's what they need to That's what they need to work on is finding uh, great offensive linemen to start. Because for me, it seems like Arizona, and maybe I'm wrong here. Arizona produces way more skill guys than they do offensive linemen, defensive linemen. It seems. It seems like you know you got the Keeley Ringos of the world, Brock Purdy, people like that that are quarterbacks, corners, wide receivers, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Chase Lucas, defensive back. Like, uh, you know, to me, it it they you know they need to go to areas of the country that are big on producing offensive and defensive linemen. I
0: I don't disagree with that, and,
1: um, and they need to find a coach that's able to do that. So, you know, Dillingham, I don't know.
2: I, I, o- Oregon, they just lost. They issued be the best defense in the Pac 12 last year. Right. Don't forget that.
1: Mm-hmm. Even yeah, A lot of those guys
2: left. No, yeah. But at one point, you had the players.
0: So if they continued, you know, that's because they, they were, uh, making sure to recruit out of California. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, if they continue to do that, and that they can bring in someone that can head recruiting, not not necessarily as the head coach, someone like one of the coordinators that's good at recruiting California or whatever it may be, then fine. How that's about good this with me?
1: How about this? Here is what I think would be would be great. So you keep Sean Iguano as your running backs coach, director of Arizona recruiting. He's all yeah. in on Arizona. He's going for all the Arizona kids, hardcore recruiting them, and then you bring in somebody else. That's your nationwide recruiting coordinator. He's going for Florida, Texas, Midwest, California. I, I think that that would be a great strategy.
2: And to go off of that, if you're able to get the four-star Arizona kids, and you reach out to other places, let's say you get a couple of, you get one five-star from California, and then you get a bunch of four-stars from other places. Theoretically, no matter what happens, even if the team doesn't perform well. You got. You're gonna have the out-of-state guys definitely gonna go into the portal, and they're like, "All right, I'm bouncing, I'm out of here." And then the next man up is not a question mark. It's okay. Well, we know who this kid is, and you can. And I'm not gonna say like Bama, but you see these SEC schools, they just roll out a new running back, a new quarterback, <laughs> a new. And it's just like it's like they never they never lost anybody because the next guy up is just as talented, if not more talented.
1: You know, I would I would like to say though that I think there's another component to why ASU doesn't land Arizona kids. You know, I went to high school in Virginia, right? Like
2: Yeah, this is the perfect one cuz uh, I'm from here.
1: Uh, like yeah, like this is and you know, I'm I almost went to Virginia Tech. And uh, I decided not to, partially because you know, I didn't want to go to school with like half of my high school. <laughs> yeah. Like I you know, I had some friends at my high school, but none of them were going to Virginia Tech well, a couple were uh but
2: like I'm a play recruiter right now, but you're about to come to the biggest school in the country you're yeah gonna, you're gonna meet a hell of a lot more people you might yeah. not even see those old classmates of yours you're gonna be on the football team, son,
1: yeah, but like still, but my parents are gonna be in town like that like I don't I, you know I, you, don't I don't might, gotta, you
2: don't gotta go see them. yeah, but like football. Away. football.
1: Yeah, but that, but like the parents well, are going to No, ins- no, don't hurt her <laughs> Yeah, but the parents Jeez, Shut up <laughs> but, but the parents, you know, like I, I love, you know, I love my parents But there was a few things that I, I didn't want to follow that were their rules And that was, you know, uh, one of the reasons why ASU attracted me is because you know it was far away from home we'll
2: Get you a
0: place to live on campus yeah, but again, like dining hall. The the. Uh, you what your mom gonna follow you to, to to your apartment? You never
1: know. You never know. So that that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that a lot of kids in state don't just want to, you know they just want to change a the scenery. They want to go check out a school in Texas or something. I
0: stayed here. Yeah, that's you, <laughs> Jake. This goes back to my point. There's, there's to different Jesse's people. Point earlier. But how tall are you, Jake? Six foot. How much did you weigh in high school? Uh, what year? When, when you played when, offensive line, when I
2: when I left high school, when you
0: played offensive line, yeah,
2: I, I played D line. I got hurt playing D line. Yeah, uh, about two fifty.
0: That's what that's what uh, Arizona's. Uh, that's what Arizona's. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's Arizona's offense and yeah, defense. line. so I went to
1: so I went to a I went to a Saguaro game. I covered
2: Saguaro this Arcadia. Goes to Jesse's point. I, I covered Saguaro Saguaro Arcadia. or Tucson Saguaro with an H. It's the one out in the East Scottsdale. Valley. Sag- Sag-U. Sagu. Yeah. Hey, I'm from. Hey. There's two Saguaros here. One's with an H. is from Tucson. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyway, I went to the
1: SAGU. And here's Keely Ringo. He's looking like Sundays. He's 16 <laughs> years old. I was there, too. Yeah, 16 <laughs> years old. This. You look at the offensive line. You're like, those look like high school kids. And you look at Keely Ringo, he's looking like Sundays. So that's just my... And, my, that's and what's Arizona. he doing now?
2: He's looking like Sunday, winning interceptions in like Natty Sundays. and pick six after. Yeah, 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 but
1: but again, but again, he plays for Georgia. I, I'm talking about. And this conversation has gone on way too long. <laughs> I'm just talking about. You got to start with the offensive and defensive line, and then build from there. Go to the running game, quarterback, wide receivers, and then like here. Arizona's <laughs> producing Jakes. That's fine. Nah, it's fine. I, they, we we, love we, have, Jake. we
2: actually have people who have gone on to play for <laughs> Oklahoma State.
1: 6 foot 250 there's your but there's your not, defensive tackle but
2: they're not i was small i'm i'm a, i'm not a big person like football people are but you're
0: not from florida no, I'm from I know here. a lot of big guys from Florida. I went to high school with a lot of them. Uh,
1: okay, D- okay. Let, me, let, me, let me put something into perspective. So my high school was Mark like...
2: Mark Andrews is from here.
1: Yeah, he, tight end.
2: Skill position. Skill
1: position guy. <laughs> kind of on the offensive line, but not really. Well, one and He's one a against, great blocker. Went I'll one and one this. against him in high school, by the way. Okay, well, anyway. Did you tackle him ever? No, I... I can just picture Jake just <laughs> huffing it down the field. Mark Andrews <laughs> just I ne- absolutely destroyed. Well, him. He was a
2: wide receiver, so I never... Was really near him, right? But you clo- down. I was right? closer to Kyle Allen. Like I almost, almost, which means I didn't. Scap possession, by the way. Yep, I almost, exactly. I almost got to Kyle Allen before he threw a touchdown pass <laughs> two Mark right in my face. That's the that's the
0: closest I got to those two. Commanders, great. Kyle Allen. Oh gosh, it was <laughs> so bad. Uh, um, this, yeah, like you said, this conversation's gone on way too. No, long. I just,
1: I just wanted to say one thing though before we move on. So my high school went undefeated. Uh, in my ch- my sophomore year, right, and so mine too. Yeah, my high school goes. <laughs> my high school goes undefeated in the regular season. Wins their first. Wins their first one or two playoff games, right? Then we get to playing a tidewater team that had a bunch of guys uh going D1 yeah. with like these absolutely massive offensive linemen. We got absolutely killed. Well, so I'm telling you, you that's gotta say I, I don't at, see those guys in, in Arizona. Look, I, I've called enough high school football this year for me to say that I've not seen those guys. And yes I'm calling Phoenix Union schools, but I also called Boulder Creek and Boulder Creek, I called South Point Catholic. Did not see this. I saw a defensive end that was pretty that was pretty big. But even him was he was like two thirty five. So
0: here's here's where I'll finish this, and and then we'll move on to Oregon State. B. John Robinson, I know, he's a skill position, <laughs> skill position guy. Bring me an offensive
2: lineman. Uh, I got hurt by a South Point offensive lineman. Six five, three hundred pounds. They're good. They're a
1: good team. Do it in the do it in the state championship more than once.
2: We beat them as a thirteen seed.
1: Yeah.
0: Here's Please, where, where I'll say it matters the most. Last year in the FCS championship game who played it was North Dakota State against Montana State right this was exciting Montana State got absolutely run off the field you know why big offensive line big offensive line at North Dakota State Montana State in Montana they don't produce very many offensive linemen there so what does North Dakota State do and at They go out and they recruit the offensive linemen from the Midwest and they bring them in and and they just run all over people.
1: This might be the lowest moment of our show sitting here talking about FCS football.
0: But it works. I I do want to say the last
1: thing I want to say about the whole recruiting aspect and uh, who they're going to hire and everything ASU got to be committed to NIL. If they're gonna have any success going forward, they got to be committed to NIL. The new coach's got to be committed to NIL. Um, like it or hate it, you you have got to accept it. Let's just say that
0: you either like me or you leave me alone. Um oh, gosh, oh it's <laughs> oh, just terrible. Um, Is that a J- that's a Jay Z line, right? Yeah. Okay. We had Bloomer said it on the air the other day. Um, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Really, really adding. So let's get to Oregon State now because I I think. That's what people are probably here to listen to. Totally, a hundred percent. Everybody cares
1: about the three and seven team against the seven and three team. Eighth yeah, in the Pac twelve. Totally, for
0: State. they're they're climbing the board. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. I. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I. I'd let, I. I think the more interesting conversations are the future of this program at this point. But yes, we still have two games left, and Oregon one of State, them really matters. Oregon State's very good.
0: Fifty uh, eighth in offense. Twenty uh, eighth in defense. But But Jake ASU is 19-1 and one In their
2: last 20 home games Against Oregon State Who can tell me when the last home loss Against Oregon State was? 2001 No 2002 No 2003 No 2000 No 1999 2009 You're oh. getting there <laughs> I should have just kept going up Since <laughs> 1969 down.
0: ASU is 19-1 and one At home Against Oregon State Wow they're very good against Oregon State. Now, will that will that show this week when Se- Senior no. Day? Seemingly, the players have nothing to play for at this. Why point? is Senior
1: Day and Homecoming on the same day? Like, isn't Homecoming supposed to be a little earlier in the so year? So the
0: thing for Oregon State, they've had like a quarterback thing going on all season where they always do. Where Chase Nolan was just really bad this year, like seven touchdowns, eight picks. He he was terrible. Sounds
1: like an OSU QB if I've ever heard one.
0: And then Ben, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this. Goldbranson. Branson. Gil Gilbranson, Gilbr. It's uh, he's been good. So seven touchdowns, three picks. Not uh, you know, not the best, but he's thrown for over a thousand yards. I think the so backup's far. gonna be playing. So it's it's gonna Cause be he, Ben because he's been in concussion protocols for the last like three four weeks. The starter. <laughs> Yeah, so Ben is going to play. He, he last week against Cal, fifteen for twenty-three, two touchdowns, one hundred thirty-seven yards. So it's not necessarily all on the on the on the passing game for Oregon State. You know where it is. It's the running Mar- game. It's Damian Martinez, and guess what? ASU not great about starting about stopping the run. Um, matchup wise, this is not a good game for ASU. No, Oregon State loves to run the football. The last four games for Martinez. 105 yards, 107 yards, 178 yards, 111 yards. He's got three touchdowns.
1: Surprised he's not playing quarterback at Nebraska.
0: (laughs) Jeremy, you asked what are
2: they playing for. That was a question asked to Donnie Henderson earlier today. And he had actually a pretty good answer, I thought. It was, well, you're playing for the seniors. Yes. And then you're playing for the state. Because don't. ASU has to play in the Territorial Cup against U of A. Yeah, that that's the game, game I
1: think they will get up for. I do not think they will get up for this game. I don't care that it's
2: senior night. It's your final home game in this stadium. You and know, I and I thought... I
1: didn't know Sun Devil Stadium was closing. <laughs> for the seniors, Jesse. <laughs> what, what what happened? <laughs> what did I do?
2: That's what you play for. It's your last game in this stadium and in front of the home fans. Like, And you're still... And even if you're not a senior... If you're looking to transfer, you got to put something on film that's going to
0: make you going to be wanted by other teams. You know, I was walking past some former players a couple weeks ago at the UCLA game, and when the lights were going down and the the players were about to run out onto the field, I heard one of them, I don't know who it was, but I heard one of them say, man, I missed this. You're going to miss this.
2: It's our last time running out onto the field. You're going to miss this. <sighs> What song is you're gonna
1: want this oh Trace Adkins, you know, remember I told you, Jeremy, that my no, I told Max this. My first concert was uh, Trace Adkins, the honky tonk but tonk You're gonna wish these days
2: hadn't gone by so fast,
0: Jeremy. Yeah, there you go. He knows <laughs> the song. Jake, you, you told me the other day you're not even a country music fan. Talking about I went to Stillwater, I went to a honky tonk. <laughs> that wasn't in Stillwater, it was in Austin.
2: Yeah. No, what? no. The concert was in Stillwater. I thought it was in Austin. No, I we went to Austin because my friends were driving up from Austin and I wanted to visit the City. Randy Rogers band. That's like yeah, man. super honky tonk. They they got like fiddles and no. And it was steel guitar I, had a, I had a ton of fun. Yeah, it, I didn't uh, know a
0: single word, but I had a ton a, of fun a rollicking time, as I as I would call it. Uh, also, something that uh, to look out for if Emery Jones is the starter again. We're recording this on Monday, so we have no idea who's starting this week. Um, Paul Tyson, no. <laughs> okay, so the Oregon State defense forces a lot of turnovers. Yay. So, um, if Emery is the starter, or, I mean, like, Borgay's been throwing a lot of picks recently, too. So. He's
2: a one-pick-a-game guy.
0: Yeah. Can we
1: just pick this game so we can move on to the men's basketball team? Yeah. Okay.
0: What do you want? Tell me. Uh, what, do you, what do you want to happen? What do you think's going to happen? I oh, mean, all obviously, all I want,
1: want ASU to win, but uh, Oregon State's going to win 35-14.
2: Jeez. You really think that much? I don't think it's going to be an embarrassing loss. I, th- it I still think lo- starts. I, can't I still think like they I, lose.
1: Like I said, uh, A- ASU is going to get up for U of A, not this game.
2: I'm going to say 24-16 because they go for two twice and get it twice. They do
1: like going for two.
2: Well, will, will they uh Because... Peak... Crap. Crap. When did the long snapper get ejected? Which he is half?
1: going to be playing the whole game today. He got it ejected in the first, first half? half? I don't remember which, yes. if it was in the first half. It was the first half. half. It was
2: very early in the game. Okay. So maybe they, I'm maybe, confident they keep, maybe they that. kick extra points this time.
0: Maybe they do. Carter Brown. Carter, yes. Carter, not Connor Jeremy Carter. <laughs> I keep forgetting people's names, man. I'm having a day. Um, do we have a governor yet? No. Okay. By the time this episode is out, hopefully. Okay.
1: Um. Hopefully, we'll know. Jeremy, you're supposed to know these things. You're, you're you're a news reporter here. I try my best.
0: Um. Yeah, I think ASU makes a fight. I don't think they win. I think it make it close. How about twenty three to fourteen?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: A couple touchdowns for ASU.
1: Okay. Yeah. Or they could do a touchdown, a field goal, and two
0: safeties. Two safeties. <laughs> Don't underestimate Iowa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how Iowa would win. They would win fourteen to ten with a
0: field goal, two safeties, and one touchdown. Didn't they? <laughs> didn't they win a game this year with fourteen points without getting a touchdown? Uh that might have happened.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was fourteen to seven though. Yeah, yeah, they're about they they're. they're uh, Almost in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. They have the worst I, offense I I've ever just, seen. I Kirk Ferrets friends. just does this every year. He somehow figured out how to win the worst possible way.
0: I just. Don't but wins are wins. I, that that whole division is... Just, I, like, if no one can see right now, I'm just like...
1: Are UCLA I, and USC going to provide some offense to the Big Ten West? Maybe. Or are they... Bo- or or one of the is one of them going to be put in the Big Ten East just because it's funny? <laughs> <laughs> or
2: what if they go away from divisions like the PAC has? Yeah,
1: I just can't wait for I just can't wait for Piscataway, New Jersey, Rutgers, USC, like half full stadium. It's going to be mostly USC fans. Yeah, half full stadium still though, because who's making that trip? Reggie Bush will be there.
2: Yeah, and his Windies. <laughs> He was wearing Ohio State stuff the other day.
0: Weird. So strange. Well, I don't think
2: he really has. it's it's probably because he's the USC anymore. It's probably because he didn't go there. It's probably because technically none of those games happen, Jeremy.
0: Wendy's color. Just like the Michigan, uh, just like the Chris Webber Yeah, Chris
2: Webber never called that timeout because that game never happened.
0: Technically, yeah. Check the record books. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: nope. Ohio State and Wendy's, they kind of have the same colors. They didn't take
0: that trophy away from him. Can we uh, get to... The men's basketball team. Yeah, it's very bad. The women's team plays against uh, Montana State coming up pretty soon here. It's tomorrow night. It's going to be exciting. Tuesday. I will publish this tomorrow. Is Jeff Mung going? Uh, I believe so. I should have told him... uh, I'm... I'm... (sighs) I, I got to give him restaurant recommendations. I got to text him,
1: Jeremy. Nobody wants your restaurant recommendations. You'll be recommending like you don't four- want me to tell
0: him about the Rock and R
1: Bar. No, Jeremy, your restaurant on Main Street. Jeremy, I'm in sorry, Bozeman, Montana. J- Jeremy,
0: your restaurant <laughs> recommendations are like where can you get the best plain grilled cheese? Uh, I can make that at home. Fun story. So me and my fiance went to the Rock and R Bar, and uh, seems meaningless. This was mid middle of the pandemic. We were the only ones with masks on, obviously. And then uh, we we read an. Article the next week that it was shut down for letting too many people in, and you were one of them. Yes, presumably.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't eat indoors during the pandemic, except when I went to Montana and there was like one case in the county. I ate inside my own home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, of course
0: I did that <laughs> indoors pretty hot out there during the summer, you know. <laughs> the men's basketball team, though. Shout out to the, the, the women's option. team. We're we're looking forward to them uh, taking They're on. They're uh, 2-0. I'm still not State. impressed, though, overall. Well, I, I hope that they can pull it out tomorrow Here's Montana the thing. State.
1: Here's the thing. They have two wins, no losses. Uh, they looked better on Friday than they did on Tuesday. But men's team, I thought they were turning a corner, and then they didn't.
0: I didn't say it on this show, but Jesse... Tell everyone so that they can hear who said that they were going to lose to who they lost to yesterday. Uh,
1: Jeremy said that they were going to lose to Texas Southern. I did. Um, off off air, I have receipts.
0: Yep. Um, J- well, because here's the thing. They're looking ahead to playing in Brooklyn. They are underestimating a team that made the tournament last year, made the tournament the year before. Why wow, do you sound a like Cowherd? Team. This is a tournament team <laughs> that they played yesterday. Or two days ago now. (laughs) Two days ago. It's Sunday. Uh, Frankie Collins again. that that was yesterday. Today's Monday. Today is Monday. Frankie Collins again, just fantastic so far this season.
2: Yeah. I want to see them play Michigan
0: in Brooklyn. You want to see the Frankie Collins revenge game? revenge game. Here's the thing. Here's the thing.
2: Which Cambridge bro said that they wanted it?
1: Devin.
0: uh, Here's the thing.
1: They are... An interesting offensive team, to say the least.
0: They got two guys in double figures yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: yesterday, Jeremy.
0: Uh, they they're
1: an interesting offensive team, to say the least. Um, I don't think that they're very good offensively. Um, How good was Warren Washington yesterday, though? He
0: was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but like they Seven lost, Jer-
1: Jeremy. They they lost. They lost to Texas Southern. Yeah,
0: but ten points,
1: fourteen rebounds, four blocks. Give me more of that. The offense needs to be better. Yeah, I mean, like, the the three-point percentage. And they, they need to play better down the stretch. So, on Thursday when I covered the game, they were absolutely annihilating NAU. And then NAU kind of made it a game late. Yeah. And then yesterday, they were up big late and then blew it again. So, they need to figure out how to close games and the offense just, again, needs to flow better.
0: Bwakji is not getting in. Zero points on, in seven he played minutes. played a little bit. It, like, he's just not getting in the game. Yeah. Um, it, it, they're shooting twenty one percent from beyond the arc, like in, in in games that they cannot do that.
1: Yeah, so, so there's there's a lot of improvement on the offensive side of the ball. I would say the defense has been pretty good, um, except for late in the game, um, which is when you need to have your best defense. So yeah, uh, not exactly impressed there. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> been
0: fun. It really hasn't. No, no. Um, it's it, and they're, yes, it, they're it, two and one. It, but. Thank goodness it's early. Thank goodness they they have time to to continue to gel as a team and and get that chemistry going. Obviously, Marcus Bagley didn't play against Texas Southern. Hopefully, he plays this weekend or this later this week against Wednesday. Yeah, in Brooklyn, VCU, VCU. My mom's alma mater, the Commonwealth. Um, yeah, but Bagley's been good. Collins has been good. DJ Horn had really one really good game. Yeah, I was there fantastic and then yesterday nine points somehow got seven rebounds he's what 6 foot 1 he's short but he's getting in there he's getting he's getting down and dirty but like i want guys like i i want guys to to play as hard as he, like if the shot's not falling for DJ Horn he's getting in there and, and, and getting the rebounds and he's doing other things we should also mention that Marcus Bagley missed a game i just said that oh yeah I didn't I didn't hear that sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh well anyway, Bagley missed a game. Uh so that's a, a bad sign uh because he's missed so many games in the I, past. Yeah, few I I I think years. he'll be back. I think he'll be back yes. quicker this time, but yeah. still it's just not a good sign. Um so we'll see, but as of now I'm just not that encouraged.
0: I am excited to see what happens on Wednesday? And then we'll either panic or we won't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just can't wait to uh, see ASU go go against VCU. Jake. Cool.
2: I don't really know if this counts as a uh, breaking news sounder, but Devil's Digest 10 minutes ago tweeted uh, that they had received a statement from ASU in uh, regards to the head coaching search for football. And it says quote jed Hughes of corn Ferry is assisting us in the national search for our next head football coach the firm's experience expertise and background are outstanding and its focus on our ongoing search will be an ex- will be extensive and efficient Iguana remains under consideration for the permanent position and will be given the full opportunity to participate in the formal process end quote
1: corn Ferry they sponsor a golf tour
0: yeah the minor <clears throat> leagues of golf basically
1: yeah yeah corn Ferry tour mm-hmm
0: and now they're going to help us find our quote minor league football coach because it's basically minor league football at this yeah. point but yeah. it, it, no i'm excited we'll we'll see what happens i i'm excited for Sean Aguano to be able to be in the process cuz i think he's a great guy i think the kids really respond to him and uh and hopefully um hopefully for his sake that he gets he does get a fair shake like they're saying that he's going to um Jesse, Jake, anything else on the basketball team before we get going? Or uh...
1: Uh, no, but I do want to mention this before we leave uh, today. I mean, we're we're having fun, obviously, but there are uh, bigger things in the world, uh, and I, you know, obviously near and dear to my heart. Being from Virginia, uh, there was a shooting involving three University of Virginia football players, and uh, they were they were shot and killed. Um, yesterday on or Sunday if you're listening on Tuesday um, and Sean Aguano actually he started his press conference today for ASU talking about this and I did want to play this sound because I just really respected Sean Aguano for opening up his press conference with this because again this is way bigger than you know coaching search recruiting you know whatever else we uh, talked about today.
3: I kind of want to start uh, uh you know our thoughts and prayers are with the Virginia community one of our uh players uh had one of his close friends Jordan Clark uh one of his, his friends was involved um and so um he's doing okay um and but uh just wanted to put that out there before we get started so
0: yeah. Yeah. thoughts to Jordan Clark and his friends and his family and everyone involved and you know it it's really really sad Obviously, and you know, the football team has to go through this and the whole community uh, but, of Virginia. And I, just yeah, props to Sean Aguano for obviously starting off.
1: Yeah, I think that we can say, like, without a doubt, that Sean Aguano is a great guy. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I this this further to that. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's a part of Arizona State.
0: Let's yeah. just say that absolutely. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for that. I really appreciate it. And obviously thoughts and prayers go out to yep. the community of the University of Virginia. Um, yeah, but that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Make sure to tune into our continuing coverage of ASU Athletics this week on State of the Sun Devils. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Devils and at Arizona Sports. You can also check out Jake's writing on ArizonaSports.com. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. Have a good rest of your week. Ciao.